Well, good morning. I thought we'd uh, shoot on location the message this morning from the Lawton uh, Park uh, Cemetery here in Discovery Park. And this is Memorial Day weekend. This is a weekend where we remember those who sacrificed their lives for our nation and laid down their lives for us. And this is actually a veteran cemetery. These are different people that served in the U.S. Army, the Navy, or the Coast Guard that are buried here and interred here at Fort Lawton. And I was thinking about this place, one, to say thanks to those who serve, thanks to those who gave their lives for us, and also to say thanks to those who are still serving on the front lines of COVID-19 uh, epidemic, pandemic that we're faced with, and just thanking them. And so if you know someone, I hope you take some time to thank them for putting their lives on the line for each of us, those people on the front lines, the farmers, the food handlers, the processors, of course, the medical staff and the medical doctors and nurses they're on the front lines dealing with this pandemic. So it's a time to say thank you. But the main reason I'm standing here today is that I wanted to remember our death. It's important for us to remember that we're all going to die. Uh, there are two things that are certain, death and taxes. And we all end up somewhere like this, each of us. And I'm also thinking about Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman said he wanted his tombstone to read, I knew this would happen. That's the truth, right? We know this is going to happen, and yet are we prepared to face our own deaths? And I think with COVID-19, we've been forced to kind of think about our own mortality, to think about the possibility uh, without, a, without a cure, without a, uh, a way to deal with the virus, we're really at the virus's mercy, and we're at the mercy of our own mortality. And so it's good to pause here too in this place and to remember that we also one day will die, that death is a part of our life. You know, I've been a pastor for many, many years and I've been able to be experienced and walk with people through the grieving process, through death, through being with people when they're dying, before they die, as they die, and after they die. I've been to many, many funerals and one of the things that has helped me being a pastor, being around death, is it's actually helped me to be more accepting and face, in facing my own death and the death of others. I do want to share a story with you, though, that happened to me that kind of frames some of what I want to talk about today. And that is uh, I was called to the hospital one night as a pastor. I got a call late at night. It was about 11 o'clock at night to come to the local hospital where a woman in our congregation who had just finished nine months of pregnancy gave birth to a stillborn child. And so I remember driving to the hospital that night, not being prepared for that moment, not being prepared for what I might say or do, or how, how do you walk into this situation? So I prayed on the way to the hospital. I prayed God that the, God's Holy Spirit would guide me. I got to the hospital that night, late that night, and I knocked on the hospital room door. And as I knocked on the door, I was, I was welcomed in. And I'll never forget what I saw. The moment I walked into the room was directly to my left was a bassinet. And in that bassinet was a, the body of the stillborn child. And on the other side of the room, completely across the room, it was, two bed, it was a two-bed room, completely in the other corner of the room, farthest away from that bassinet was the family huddled together in tears. And I'll still remember that moment of walking into that room. I remember how there was on one side of the room, there was death. And on the other side of the room was a family huddled together. And it reminded me of the situation we're in right now. Death is in the room with us with COVID-19. And we're all huddled together, quarantined together, trying to get through this together. But we don't know what to make 
of death. We don't know what to do with that feeling that death might be in the room with us, might be coming for each of us. And I think it's time that we face it, to acknowledge it, to accept it, that we are mortal, that uh, death is a possibility. It's not only a possibility, it's a certainty for each of us. So I thought about that, and I thought about what we heard in the Psalms today, Psalm 90. The psalmist said this, you know, to us, and I want to remind you of what the psalmist said. The psalmist said, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That's the NIV version. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. First part is to teach us to number our days. And so actually I have an illustration for that for you today. Actually, I'm borrowing this from Francis Chan, who used this illustration uh, of a rope. And so I brought uh, one today with me. And as you can see, there's this rope and I've laid it out uh, across the grass here. And if you can imagine, this rope go, just keeps going. You can't even see the end of it because that's what eternity is like, right? Eternity is like this rope. It just goes on forever. And God existed before we were born and God will exist in eternity after we die. And this little gray part here on the rope, this little piece of duct tape right here, that's our life. So I want you to think about, count your days, right? Think about how much of eternity <laughs> is your life here in this little world. And I think about how we are so focused right now on this little part of, the, the, of eternity, right? We're wondering, you know, when can we go back to school? When can we go back on our vacations? When can we make plans? When can we do this? And we're worried about this little segment of this little part of our lives. And we're very little, very few of us are focused on the rest of the rope, <laughs> where very few of us are focused on the eternal destiny that we're all going to one day face when we die, when we reach the end of our days. So when the psalmist says, teach us to number our days, he's saying, or she, he's saying, put your life in perspective to God's eternity. <laughs> and that's what this rope does. It helps us to teach us to number our days. And we're so focused and so anxious about what's happening here when God really wants us to focus on what's happening here. So think about that as you teach, as you think about numbering your days as well. But then it also talks about gaining wisdom from doing that. That when we gain perspective, it puts this life in perspective. It puts this part of the rope in perspective for us and gives us wisdom. What does that look like? I know today a lot of people are saying, follow the science, you know, and that's great. I'm actually all pro-science, but science is just one point of information. Science can only teach us so much about this part of the rope. Science has no answers for this part of the rope. And in fact, science can teach us and give us some good information, and we should listen to that information. But that's not wisdom. Wisdom is listening to many voices, many perspectives, many points of view, many counsels. And then wisdom takes all that information and applies it to life and makes wise decisions. That's what wisdom is. And so I would, I would say it would be unwise to listen only to science. But to not listen to science would also be unwise. But science is one voice among others that gives us wisdom, right? So it's one piece of information. We also need to listen to our mental health uh, professionals and our medical professionals, and we need to listen to our business people, and we need to listen to our, our faith leaders as well. And we need to listen to all these perspectives and theology from our seminaries. All these perspectives help us to be wise when we face eternity. So think about that as you process that in your own life as you count your own days because Lord teach us to number our days. I didn't finish my story and I want to finish that and want to share some questions with you but 
after I got into the room that day, I was uh, seeing the family across the room. I went over and I expressed my condolences to them and I greeted them and said how sorry I was and met some new family members. And as I was talking to the mother, I just somehow out of the blue, by the Holy Spirit's guidance, I asked her, could I hold your child? I didn't know what I was thinking at the moment, but I, she surprised, look in her face, looked at me and said, yes. So I walked across the room to the bassinet on the other side of the room and I scooped up the lifeless body of this child into my arms. One of the hardest things I've ever had to do as a pastor. And I walked the child back over to the family, to the other side of the room. So I was, in a sense, bringing this lifeless body to them to help them face it. And as I did that, the tears began to well up in all of us again. And and then I shared and I asked what was the name of the child and I was told the name of the child and and then I asked about hopes and dreams for the child's life and people shared about their hopes and dreams and we grieved together in that moment. I said a prayer, I prayed over the life of the child and was assured that this child was with God and thankful that the child was with God, the child's soul was with God. And, and as I said, amen, and I looked up and we were all in tears. I the mother looked at me and said, can I hold my child? And I realized at that moment, I was the first person to hold her child, not her. And so I quickly handed off the child to the mother and the mother took, scooped up this precious little child into her arms and with tears in her eyes, she said goodbye. And then after mom said goodbye, she handed the child off to grandma and to grandpa and to aunts and to uncles and to cousins in the room. And the whole family began to grieve together the loss of this life. Not even one day could be counted for this child. But I would tell you, as hard as that was, I know that God was in the room. And something beautiful was happening as the family grieved. And so I think about that, you know, and you may be grieving today as well. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you've lost a, something as simple as a vacation or a graduation. You're experiencing loss. Or maybe you've lost someone very dear to you. And, if, and that's okay. In fact, I would encourage you to grieve today. I would encourage you to share your grief with others because that's how we process it. And something beautiful will happen for you too if you share your grief with others. And so I want to give you a few suggestions here about your own death and facing death today. One is... I'd give you one, go share your grief with someone. And if you need a therapist or a counselor, we'd be glad to recommend one for you if that's what you need today or find a grief share group. There are grief share groups out there. We'd encourage you to get involved with one. The other thing I'd encourage you to do is, uh, and this is a more practical suggestion, but I would say, please uh, start to plan your own death. Uh, do some end of life planning, estate planning, will formulate a will if you don't already have one or update your will if you haven't already done so. And then I would also think about planning your own uh, funeral, uh, your, what it would be like, because every decision you make now when you're healthy, when you're well, will help your family in the future to not have to make those tough decisions on your behalf when they're stressed, when they're in grief. So I would encourage you to do that as well. So if you're, uh, here's some discussion questions. I'm not gonna wrap up the, question, the, the sermon just yet, but I wanna give you some discussion questions and then I wanna read one more part of the prayer. And here's some discussion questions for you and for your small groups and for at home today. How do you feel about the topic of death and dying yourself? Number two, what are ways you have been accepting or avoiding the topic in your own life? Next question, number three, 
What are you grieving right now? How could others support you right now? So how are you grieving right now? And how could others support you? And here's a very important question. This is the last question I actually want to wrap up with, but I also want you to ponder and reflect upon now. What will God think of you when you die? Like when you get to this part of your life, when you die and you get ready to enter into eternity, what's it going to be like to meet God, to talk to God, to face God? Will, will God know you? Will you know God? I know God knows you. Will you know God? I hope you do. You know, one of the things that the psalmist prays here in Psalm 90 is the next couple of verses right after that one about teach us to number our days. And it says, it says, relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. I think about that prayer of the psalmist and how that prayer is actually answered in Jesus Christ. That Jesus, when he came, he came to be with us in our grief, in our struggles, in our difficulties, to walk with us and to teach us. And then he laid down his life. He sacrificed his life for us, much like we are celebrating the lives and thanking and offering gratitude for the lives of people this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Jesus did that for us, conquering sin, making sure that we were forgiven for eternity, and also having victory over our death, making sure that our eternal destiny was secure so that when we meet God, our faith in Jesus Christ says, come, be with me. God welcomes us into heaven and has a place for us in heaven. And we get to live there with God for eternity because of what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross and in the resurrection. And so I don't know about you today, but if you don't know Jesus Christ, I pray that you would invite him into your life today. And as we celebrate communion here this morning in church, I pray that you'd invite the presence of Christ into your life to forgive you and to redeem you and to, and to secure your eternal destiny after you die. It's time also to face our death and to say thanks be to God for the life that God gives us in Jesus Christ. Amen.